Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Or pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, everybody, let's go. Another edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Full crew is back. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Course Studios, Hattiesburg and Laurel. We're glad you're with us and uh, glad you've tuned in for another hour of Southern Miss Sports Talk. About to bring head football coach Will Hall on the show. A little later in the show, we'll have some transfer news affecting Southern Miss basketball. And, of course, we'll be talking about tonight's midweek baseball game uh, with the University of Alabama. Opening segment is sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit, a proud supporter of Southern Miss and a proud supporter, and we're happy to say a good friend of ours, great place to take your family seven days a week for delicious fresh food, great place to cater your next event. Dickey's Barbecue has a catering uh, program for everyone. All right, head football coach Will Hall back on the Eagle Hour. Always excited to have Coach on the show, and uh, we've just uh, seen the spring football game and the conclusion of spring practice, Coach. So let me start out with a very general question. What did you learn about your football team during this spring practice? (laughs) Well, I'm I'm shocked. I was prepared for you to ask me about quarterback. That's that's the uh, second question, Coach. So (laughs) go ahead and get the first. Yeah, so now – it was a good spring. You know, I think we learned, uh, you know, we had a lot of newcomers come in. Not as many as we've had in the past because of our roster. You know, I think this time last spring, if you'll remember, we enrolled 27 kids at mid-year. And I said at that time, we hope to never have to do that again. And and we didn't. We, we were down into the 14 this year, which will be about normal from here on out in the portal era. But just our roster's in such better shape. And I think the thing we learned was uh, the big thing was, was – our development at the offensive line position is is really coming on. You know, we're seeing we got four, we got five kids back that started a lot of games there. Four that have started a whole lot of games, and so we got five returning starters and and a lot of young kids that have been in our system and our program now, and they've really developed with Coach Ancar and Coach Greg, and and so I think we got bona fide Division One O line play this spring, which was really good to see and. Obviously, the two transfer quarterbacks were big additions. You know, that they had good springs and really took to our offense really quickly. Uh, on the back end, you know, we lost Natron Brooks and Eric Scott at corner, but we had some replacements already there that played a lot of great minutes for us. And Michael Michael Carraway and then uh, Brendan Toles. We added MJ Daniels and Quez McNeil. And then Jay Hampton was a, lo- a young corner that transferred in from Mississippi State a year ago that really came on as well. So I think we – I think we feel really good about the corners 
uh, that we had in our program and what we brought in to replace those really good players we lost. So, uh, you know, we lost Mason Hunt and Briggs Bourgeois, and a, and a lot of people aren't talking about that, but those are two great football players and great kids that have been in our program for a long time. Uh, we got some great competition at kicker with Stein and Tannehill, both back. They've been in our program. Uh, they, they've done a lot of good kicking in their past, and they're still competing. And then Bryce Lawton's in our program at punter. Bryce had a had some days where he was awesome at punter and had some days where he was a little inconsistent. Uh, we're looking for him to really get more consistent through the summer. He's got the talent to be a great punter, and he's got the right mentality. He's a great kid. And, uh, you know, so so those are kind of some things off the top of my head right there, Bob, that, that I think we, we saw and learned. Well, you're right. People don't think much about that, but – Obviously, anybody that watches football knows you know your kicking, your kicking uh, specialist uh, can be the difference in winning and losing hard-fought games, Coach. There's no doubt, you know, and, and Briggs and Mason have been such staples for us in our two years here. Uh, we finished top 25 in the country last year in the special teams power rankings, which was a huge step forward for us from what we inherited and where we came from. Greg Meyer does a phenomenal job in our kicking game. But I believe that's still going to be unit. I think that's going to be a, a, a strong point for us. We play our best players there. I think our depth is going to allow us to do that even more. I mean, you know, you look up last year and Frank Gore and Jason Brownlee and Eric Scott, all those great players are starting for us in kicking units. And that's the culture we developed. And like I said, Greg does a great job. We just got to make sure we shore up, you know, the actual when the foot hits the ball part of it. And I think uh, I, I like the talent we've got there. I like those kids. I like their mentality. I like the way they work. I like the way they attack every day. Um, it's like anything, they're just a little bit unproven. But I'd rather be talented and unproven than not talented and proven. You know, so, uh, right. you know, I, th- I think we're going to be okay there. Now, you know, Luke has a year of eligibility left if you're still looking for a punter. He did run a 6 8 40 yard dash at the Y. It's not true. <laughs> Luke, Luke, like me, one thing, one way me and Luke are very similar is our physique has changed since our playing days. And yeah. uh, I don't, I don't think statement. we're ready to step back between those white lines in that, in that fashion right now. I do just want to mention to Bob and Kelly that, that, that Coach Will Hall just a few seconds ago talked about how great football players specialists were. So I just want to make that point. Uh, on, on the Eagle Hour today. Yeah, you, you've been called special more than once, Luke. <laughs> you've been called a lot of things, Kelly, but we won't get into that. Um, Coach, the running back position, talk about Drake Clark. Uh, I think he scored two touchdowns in the spring game, and he's really flashed, and this is a guy that led Memphis a few years back. I know he's a great compliment to Frank. Yeah, really excited to get Drake. Uh, great competitor out of Starkville. Uh, played on those great teams under Chris Jones at Starfall. I recruited Drake at Memphis. We got him up there. And, and uh, we're happy to get him back home in the state of Mississippi, back wearing black and gold like he should have been all along. And he just really brings a lot. You know, the first guy very rarely tackles him. Uh, he's a true running back. He runs with physicality, but he makes the first guy miss as well. He's got good hands. He's good in pass pro. The thing I really hated, uh, unfortunate deal for spring, was that Kenyon Clay couldn't go in the spring game. He had a phenomenal spring. He was one of the better players on our team all spring long. The scrimmage before that, the previous Saturday, if you were able to come to that, I mean, he was just lights out. And uh, he, he got a little 
minor shoulder separation, so we had to hold him out a week. But Drake and Kenyon coming along, you know, uh, like I said, we've got a bona fide Division One running back room now. You know, you got Frank, but you've also got Kenyon and Drake. And then, guys, I'm telling you, man, Chandler Pittman is healthy again. He's gained some weight, and uh, he looks like the Chandler that caught that swing pass versus Alabama and made the safety miss and scored again. And excited about him. And then Rambo brings a lot of explosive ability. Rambo starts on all four kicking game units. And if he gets out in space, you know, there's a lot of good things he can do. So the running back room is uh, – we've got depth there. We've got competition. And we add J.Q. Gray this summer, the speedster out of Oak Grove. So I feel good about that room, you know, for the present and for the future. Kelly? The linebacking core, Bozeman and Maples, are they 100% ready to go in August? Yes, Bozeman, Maples, and Newsom. Okay. You know, so, uh, you know, it's like getting three transfers, Kelly, you know, right yeah. there in the summer. I mean – but they've all played. They know our system, so it's a huge advantage. You know, Swayze's played a ton of minutes for us. Uh, and then Hayes has been an all-conference performer for us that, uh, you know, two year, uh, three years ago, my, the year before I got here, he was an all-conference guy. My first year here, he got some all-conference accolades, and he missed this past year. So with him and Swayze coming back, you bring – Two guys into the fold that have played a lot of really good minutes for Southern Miss. They're leaders. They know what to do, the way they act, conduct themselves. And then TQ, you know, we went through the whole season last year with only three inside linebackers, and TQ was one of those three. He's lost some weight, gotten in better shape, and looks really good. So you bring those three back, coupled with the two transfers that got every rep this spring, Jalen Sims, the transfer from Colin. And uh, was highly recruited in Kobe Cage, who started six games for the University of Arizona last year out of Holy Cross in New Orleans. So we got five, you know, legitimate Division One linebackers, uh, where we only had three last year. So we got way more depth there than we used to have. And then we bring in a great freshman in Jacob Johnson out of St. Paul's on the North Shore. So again, uh, I just think we got more depth there and more talent you know, than we're accustomed to, and so it should be great competition in the fall. Well, I hope that you'll just wrap Hayes Maples in bubble wrap or something this summer. To, to where, you know, we, we don't want anything you know, to happen to him. You know, everybody says that about Hayes, but he just missed last year. You know, he's, he's not missed. You know, he, he, he has had some injuries, but he's only missed, he missed last year, but that's it. All the rest of his time he's played. And so, uh, for some reason, he's not as, he's not as injury prone, I don't think, as what what some people think. He's a tough sucker. I tell you this, oh, yeah. I wouldn't want to get in a fight with him. If you get in a fight with him, it'd be like fighting John Rambo. Well, you'd have to you have to decide you ran it for the long haul. And I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure you've watched some Oak Grove tape. He actually ran the super back a, a while back too, Coach. He did. Played tailback in high school and uh and, and, and was a heck of a player for Drew Cause. All right, we're talking to head football coach Will Hall. Can you stick around one more segment, Coach? I, I can do it. You Only know, for Kelly. Okay. I'll think don't don't say anything. Nick. Don't don't encourage him, please. Don't. <laughs> Will Hall on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Remember, you can hear the Eagle Hour podcast anytime you like on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. Tune in, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. More with head football coach Will Hall, other side of this short break.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, this segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. We're glad you're with us this afternoon. Also want to thank our good friends at Jana King. The king of clean. They've been cleaning uh, Pine Belt businesses, schools, medical hospitals, eateries, stadiums, and churches for over 35 years. And Jana King can clean for you. JanaKingCleans.com where you need to go, JanaKingCleans.com. Talking to head football coach uh, Will Hall, fresh off of uh, spring football and uh, headed into a new season. Okay, here it comes, coach. Here it comes. I saw a picture over the weekend, and, uh, and in fact, somebody brought it to my attention today. Six quarterbacks, picture of six quarterbacks uh, standing out in a field. Obviously, that's a lot of quarterbacks to have on a team, but what – if anything, are you willing to share with us about the quarterback competition today? Yeah, you know, excited to have six. You know, that's the norm for most colleges. They keep six on scholarship, and I'm just happy that, that we've gotten it to that point, just like I know all Southern Miss fans are. Um, you know, when we got here, we only had one on scholarship, and we had scholarship limitations that hindered uh, building that room back you know, as, as quickly as what could have been done. But uh, the the thing that I'll say is, you know, first we'll start with the two transfers, you know, and I'll name them in alphabetical order, Edwards and Wiles, you know, and they uh, they both had great springs. They, they they really take to the position. They attack each day the right way. They're, they're both extremely accurate. Uh, Billy is – Wiles is about 6'3". Holman Edwards is about 6'2". Holman's probably a little better runner than Billy. Uh, Billy's a little taller, and and his accuracy uh, was really on display this spring. Uh, they but they're both tough guys. They're both willing runners, and they're really accurate. Uh, Holman's arm's probably a little stronger. Uh, Billy has a natural feel uh, for understanding protections and all. So Billy was probably a little better early in spring because he he, he was so quick to learn the offense. Holman was definitely better in the middle. Uh, and then at the end, they kind of traded days back and forth. So it's a it's a good competition that where they push themselves forward. And uh, you know, I talked to them. We're going to keep extending that on into the summer. Uh, I don't think it's a bad thing because it's not like we're not naming a starter because neither one of them played well. They both played extremely well. Then after that, you know, Zach Wilkie, who had to play before he was probably ready last year, really got a lot better this spring. Zach's a really talented thrower. Obviously, we've got to cut down on the turnovers from last year, and he knows and understands that and accepted that. He improved a lot, and uh, I would think right now he's just a notch below those other two. And then Ethan Crawford is a young freshman that's got worlds of ability. We get Austin Gonzalez in here this summer, who's also a highly recruited kid. It was a national merit finalist, ran a 4-5 at camp, 36 ACT, coach's kid. And then you got the two walk-ons that, that that Jake Lang and Kyle McCormick, and they both had phenomenal springs too. You know, Jake's done some great things for us here. In my opinion, Jake's the best holder in the country. We're promoting him for that national holder award. And Kyle McCormick is a young kid that's gonna extremely accurate that you saw in the spring game, and he can he can do some things as well. So it's a real quarterback room, real college football. Those guys can play and. Uh, it's really fun to coach them every well, day. Well, we know that depth is important after what you've you know experienced in the past. So uh, clearly, the best situation you've been in to this point. Yeah, it is. You know, and that's no knock on uh, 
anybody that was here before or anything like that. We've just got more of them. Uh, they fit the system we want to run. Uh, we've recruited them. We know them. And, um, you know, they got good players around them too, guys. And, you know, I mean, if Tom Brady would have got drafted by the Cleveland Browns and Tim Couch would have got drafted by the Patriots, Tim Couch probably would have had a whole lot better career and Tom Brady probably would have had a worse career. You know, it's just – so the, the quarterback's such a unique position from the standpoint that the success of the team relies so much on the quarterback, but the success of the quarterback relies so much on the team. And these kids have an advantage over the kids who were here previous because our old line is going to be a lot better. You know what I mean? We've got more good running backs, more good tight ends, more good receivers. And so it just kind of snowballs and builds off each other. But I'm excited to be able to run – the offense that Sam Gregg and I have run so many years that got us so many jobs. And I think uh, I'm excited about the, the, the product we'll put out there offensively this year. Coach, I want to ask you about the complexion now of recruiting. It used to be that that's, that's all that was entailed in recruiting was doing exactly that recruiting, but now in the NIL and portal world we live in, what percentage of the time that you and your staff spend go toward actually recruiting new players and what percentage is spent making sure your existing players are happy, if you will? You know, Kelly, I think making, I think recruiting your own players is more about how you structure your program on a day-to-day basis. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Much like, you know, I got Rebecca at home, my wife. You know, if I have to, if I have to come home, if, if I treat Rebecca really good and provide a cultured environment where she's happy and loves being married to me every day, I don't have to go home at night and worry about recruiting her not to leave. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so, you know what I'm saying? So, like, with our players, it's the same thing. If we provide a cultured environment where their needs are being met and they're being pushed to be the best they can be, but also they know they're loved and cared for, I, I don't think so much you have to all of a sudden just recruit them to stay. Yeah, you know, I understand. I think, I think yeah. you see what I mean? Sure. So our, our environment here, you're always going to have guys come and go in college football now and college sports. But if those kids are ones that are not playing and they're going somewhere to get a better opportunity to play, I think that's understandable, and people are just going to have to start accepting that nowadays. But if you're losing players that are playing for you and starting for you, there could be a culture problem there when you look across this country at what's happening at some places. And Fortunately for us, the way we do things, we haven't lost people that are playing for us yet. Uh, You know, now, is that going to happen? Probably so, as we get better and better and get better and better players. But – but if, but you don't want to lose them to like-minded schools. You know, if a big if a big school with tons of money offers them a ton of money to leave, is that going to happen one day? Probably so. But what you don't ever want to see is our guys that are playing leaving for people we're competing against and and are on the level we're on. I, and I don't think that's going to happen here. All right, Luke, get back in here with Coach. Coach, uh, NFL draft coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, we expect to see a few Golden Eagles, and you, we we haven't asked you about this, but you know Brownlee uh, had had a good combine. Eric Scott's name's been out there. Who are who are talk about those two guys, and then maybe some more that we might see get get some free agent opportunities. Yeah, you know, I think we're going to have several guys at a minimum get into some camps, and now with the USFL and XFL out there, I think we're going to have guys that are going to have opportunities to continue playing football. Brownlee and E. Scott are the two that have garnered the most attention because of the measurables, right, and the careers they had here. 
but you know they're both over six feet tall. You know, Escott's an over six feet tall corner that broad jumps over eleven feet is going to run in the low four fours and is going to do two twenty five. You know, between fifteen and twenty times. So his measurables for a corner puts him in an elite status right then and there. Um, Brownlee is a you know a really tall wideout that has great ability to position his body to make one-on-one catches that are contested, which we've seen him do over and over. He's got great lateral quickness, can get in and out of breaks, and he is an intense competitor. You know, growing up in that program at West Point for Chris Chambliss, I mean, they can still coach at West Point like like we used to coach back in the 80s. And so he is a tough, tough guy that loves to compete. So I think they bring a ton of value, and people are seeing that. You know, we certainly wish the best for them. Just hope they get into an environment where it's conducive to fitting their skill set because that's what it's all about. People don't understand, but, you know, I coached Malcolm Butler at West Alabama, and he got in with the Patriots, and that system and the way they do things fit his skill set, so he was allowed to grow and mature and develop. You know, just like I said about Brady going to the Patriots and Couch going to the Browns, you got to get in the right fit so you can grow. So that's what I'm really hoping and praying for them is if they can get in that situation. Uh, all of our guys, you know, uh, you know, Dom Quiwan put up some great numbers. You know, Cam Harrell put up some great numbers. Santrell Latham, uh, you know, has made a ton of tackles and was really highly graded by PFL. And there's more than that. But, you know, all those guys, you know, we wish the best for them and love them for what they did for us in this university. All right, Coach. Well, we want you to know it's always a great pleasure to have you on the show, and uh, I think you know you're welcome here anytime. And, you know, anytime you want to come back and break that quarterback news on the Eagle Hour, all you need to do is give me a call, and I'll make sure you're the next guest. <laughs> and, and, and you better keep recruiting Rebecca. Rebecca's the most important player on the, t- on the team. Kelly, I'm not going to lose her. I promise you that. <laughs> okay. I'm a, she, she, uh, Hey, big baseball game tonight, guys, at Bama. Yep. We got we to gotta go over there and get it done again, baby. And uh, fired up by our baseball team, what? what we're doing right now. The bats have gotten hot, baby. What's yeah. your real opinion of Alabama? And you can just make a noise, and that'll be enough before we go to break. <laughs> well, here's what I know. I know I love the Golden Eagles, and, and I'm a to-the-topper all the way. And tonight we play Bama, so I don't like them very much. Yeah, Amen. <laughs> hey, Coach, always a pleasure. All right, good to see you. All right, Coach Will Hall, everybody. The one and only Will Hall. What a breath of fresh air. Wow. Doing a great job, too. We'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. All right, this segment sponsored by 4th Street Bar and Grill right there in the shadow of the rock. Great place to have lunch uh, five days a week, just $9.95. That includes your drink and your tax and the whole uh, kit and caboodle. And uh, the lunch is good every day. And again, I recommend Catfish Friday, 4th Street Bar and Grill. I want to thank Coach Will Hall. Uh, look, it's so cool to have a 
a football coach who's so accessible and uh, and so willing to come on our show whenever we ask him to. Yeah, and and I, I guarantee you that probably that starting quarterback news will not be broken until maybe a few <laughs> days before the Alcorn State. It may be broken at kickoff for the first offensive series of that. But there is there is something to be said. You do have, uh, and he clearly in that and told us, you know, on air that that Wilkie is is in the third the third hole right now, or or right, you would say the, right. the second hole because right. Edwards and Wiles are, are are right there together, um, which is okay. I mean that that probably means that that uh, you know if if Zach doesn't uh, get playing time, he can use that red shirt and and develop. But it is there's there's several reasons. Kelly and I talked about this last week as well. You you want competition to go to the fall. You want these guys pushing each other all summer. Um, but again, back to the portal stuff. I don't think anyone either one of these guys would do it. But I mean, I, there there is going to be an exodus after spring football and and programs across the country, and you can't have that, especially at the most important position on the field. You got to take that into fall camp. No question about it. All right, uh, let's switch gears a little bit. Uh, some I, I think breaking news, and that is that. Uh, uh, one of the guards and uh, one of the prominent players on the Lady Eagle basketball team has transferred to William Carey. Rose Warren, a guard out of Puckett, Mississippi. Uh, I saw a picture of her signing a scholarship at William Carey. So Rose Warren has left the basketball program and undoubtedly uh, undoubtedly, will do very well at the, at the William Carey level. I, you know, I, I, of course, don't know, Luke, why she transferred, but I think that kind of gets back to what Coach Hall said. If you if you have a good player on your program and they're not getting the playing time that maybe they think they, they have earned or should get, uh, that's when the transfer portal gives them an opportunity to, to go somewhere and enjoy the uh, remainder of their college career. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I'm, for for Rose, I mean, it's it's kind of like that. your sentiment is exactly what you said. But, you know, when you look at her stats, she played in 30 games. Um, started three of them, and then when you look at her minutes, I mean, she was one other. Dom was the only player on uh, on the the court or on the team that averaged more than thirty minutes. Bracy averaged twenty eight, but there was like four: Grayson at twenty five, Cornfield at twenty five, Funis at twenty three, Gross at twenty two, and Rose was a little over twenty one. I mean, Rose was was the 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 first. Sub. She was the sixth, and she right. she played you know a, a lot of minutes. So, yeah, I, I don't you know she can she going to William Carey, and you know obviously she'll be a big time contributor over there. But yeah, it it is you you look at that and you just wonder you know what goes into a decision, and you know people are, are free to make those decisions. We'll miss her. We'll miss her in Southern Miss. No Golden question. Eagle it basketball. is a new era in college sports, and no one needs to tell anybody that listens to this show that because you can transfer. You can play the next year, and up until a couple of years ago, that just wasn't the case. You had to sit out a year. I don't know if if that would have been the case if you were transferring to an NAIA school. I think you probably no. You can play right away. Yeah, when you, you could probably now. have played there. But anyway, Rose Warren uh, gone to William Carey, and we uh, we're sure well. She's been on the show quite a number of times, and uh, she's a delightful young lady, and uh, we wish her nothing but the best. All right, the Golden Eagles are back on the road tonight. They're in Tuscaloosa to take on the University of Alabama. J.B. Middleton, the freshman uh, blazer out of uh, Benton Academy, uh, is scheduled to start tonight. And we're going to see Johnny Holstaff tonight, uh, Luke? Yeah, I I would think they would try to get maybe two or three innings out of Middleton, and I I would expect a Holstaff. I mean, remember two years ago, we threw a Holstaff at Bama, 
Um, and remember that on after that night, after we won, Bohannon from Alabama the next day said that he really didn't see the type of stuff that should uh, cause them problems. Yeah, but it did right. cause them problems um, mm-hmm. that night. And then, of course, uh, last year, the Golden Eagles on March 22nd, uh, or March 16th, I'm sorry, March 16th, 2022, won 3-2. So Golden Eagles have a, a two-game winning streak so far over Alabama. In Tuscaloosa, 4-5, and five, uh, but they do lead the series overall 11-7. and seven. So for, for me, with Middleton starting tonight, remember Armistead started last week, gave him four shutout innings against southeastern Louisiana. We, I don't have anything to go off of, but, but it could be where – you see Oldham slide to a Saturday um, this weekend uh, with Matt Adams, and maybe Armistead starts game three. Maybe we see Nico Mazza go back into a starting role. But I think there's something to be said for Armistead's not starting tonight after he gave you four shutout innings last midweek. He could be uh, making an appearance in the weekend. But Slade Wilkes, uh, leading hitter on the team, not expected to be on the field tonight. Uh, he took a fastball to his, I think, his left-hand uh Saturday afternoon in the second game of that doubleheader. We hear that it's not broken, no broken bones in his hand, but uh, some swelling and probably just trying to get him healthy for the weekend. Uh, and, and again, I mean, this is an age-old argument, Luke. I, I know midweek games are important, and I know how much we'd all like to beat Alabama again and how much fun it is beating SEC teams, but you have to gear the team toward the weekends now. You, you, you're in a, you have an opportunity to win the regular season conference championship in the Sun Belt, and that has to be the priority of the, of the baseball team. It is. Uh, at the same time, Bama's 21 RPI. So, I mean, we would get a considerable jump in RPI as uh, this morning we're at 30. Believe it or not, Mississippi State actually uh, jumped us uh, overnight in, in RPI. How anyway, is that possible? How is that possible? No comment. I'll move on. Uh, Southern Miss at thirty, so we would get a jump because we be we be you know beating a a higher RPI team. Here's where games like this matter. Um, so if we go on a tear, okay, we we start we we get a couple sweeps in uh, with the resume that we have. You look back in, in a midweek if Bama finishes top thirty RPI. I mean, you win this game, you start winning some midweeks, uh, you start taking care of business, you get a couple sweeps. If you rattle off 12 or 13 wins and we look up and the Eagles are 32 and 12, I mean, we are now back into possibly a a, a distant but, but still a hosting conversation. Um, and so that's why games like tonight, it, don't don't worry about it being SEC or Alabama. It's an RPI opportunity beating a high RPI team at their place, and and that's what helps your resume down. And and it's games like this where we might you know if we don't host, we don't want to be the two seed in Baton Rouge, and hopefully we wouldn't be sent there, you know. But this is where games like this down the stretch enable you to be considered into the hosting if everything else works out or it allows you to not end up as a two-seed at a really tough regional. I've seen that projection, and obviously projections are just what they are. They're, they're guesses, but it would seem hard to believe that they would match LSU and Southern Miss up again this year right after last year, and then I think they skipped a year, and the year before that they had them matched up. Uh, surely they would send them somewhere else, right? Well, I mean, you talking, uh, you know, talking to a buddy and it just – Something he said that I think you, you want to be a, a Lafayette fan in the sense that let them come on a little bit and then they will get sent to Baton Rouge. But right. yeah, I mean, Eagles, 
Eagles right now, um, if if you stay in the twenties, you you would be a very 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 solid two seed. So way too much baseball to play to think about that. But but I mean we are halfway through. Hard to believe halfway through, but a lot of baseball left. You're right. Uh, James Madison comes to town this weekend. We're going to try to get their play by play guy on uh, tomorrow. But I got to tell you, Luke, I was having this conversation this morning with Chuck Abity, and, and we were talking about fan expectation and. This is just Bob Getty's opinion, which means nothing. I get it. But you lose you lose seven pitchers off your pitching staff. Five are drafted. One is bought by the University of Florida, and one graduates. You lose your second baseman, who's been a leader of your team for three or four years, one of your best hitters on the team. You lose Gabe Montenegro. I mean, I, I get we have a good center fielder, but Gabe Montenegro was a heck of a college baseball player. Uh, I think the baseball team, when you factor in all of those things and you take out maybe one or two bad games that they've played, I think the baseball team is doing just fine. We we said this yesterday, and it, it bears repeating today. Southern Miss is the only team in the country that has not played an RPI lower than 150. Eagles have won three out of their last four series. They are 6-2 and two in weekend series overall, 16-8 and eight on the weekends. Three and three in the midweeks, but sixteen and eight on the weekends. And here's another one: all five of their Sun Belt losses have been by a combined eight runs. Right. That that's saying something. Right. So you score nine more runs, you're undefeated in play. You score five more runs, you're you're probably you know ten and uh, ten and two or nine and three, you know, and tied for first place. So it, it's just been I think expectations plus a couple games. Early in the season, didn't look like they wanted to be out there. Hurts to lose the Illinois series. But people need to step back and say, harder schedule, lost a bunch of pitching, still can go for win 20 tonight. Still Southern Miss baseball. That's That's exactly right. right. All right, we'll be right back. Going to talk to Ryan Bice, South Mississippi Office Furniture, one of our wonderful sponsors next. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, I want to thank head football coach Will Hall for joining us on the Eagle Hour today. Patrick McGee from NOLA.com on the show tomorrow. We'll be doing our Wednesday Saints uh, preview, and uh, we always enjoy talking a little NFL football with Patrick McGee. And hopefully we're going to have the play-by-play voice of James Madison, the Dukes, coming uh, to the Pete for the first time ever this weekend. We're all looking forward to that. D1D Bat sponsors the uh, the fourth segment of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. And you, you may remember they were in the studio not too long ago training Malik Shorts for the NFL Pro Day. They can train you if you're an adult, no matter what sport you want to get better at. Uh, D1 can do that. D Bat, of course. A uh, great place to take uh, kids and adults and everybody for baseball and softball training. D1 D-Bat uh, on Hardy Street, uh, 
right in uh, Midtown Hattiesburg. Also, want to thank our good buddies at Mobay Beignet Company, the official beignet store of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Great place to, to enjoy a great dessert. All right, you know, our, our sponsors are, are so important to us, and, and, and one of our great sponsors is uh, Ryan Bice, who owns South Mississippi Office Furniture, Highway 49, across from Hattiesburg Cycles here in Hattiesburg. And, uh, uh, Ryan, it's always good to have you back on the radio show, and I, I hope business is good at South Mississippi Office Furniture. Well, thanks for having me on, Bob. Actually, I'm on the way back from delivery, uh, another satisfied customer, and so we're we're picking up and glad to be staying business and glad to be staying local. Well, good. Thanks we're, for having me on uh, today. Sure, we're glad to have you. Uh, I know you're a Golden Eagle fan, and uh, we were talking earlier, uh, Luke and I, about uh, – fan expectation as compared to reality. And uh, <laughs> we were talking about the fact that Southern Miss lost seven pitchers last year, five to the draft, one to a, a school that he transferred to, and and one who uh, graduated. Lost your three-year second baseman when you're leading hitters, and you lost Gabe Montenegro. And yet the Golden Eagles can still, if they win tonight, have 20 wins with half of the season uh, left in front of them. Southern Miss baseball uh, is something that we can all take a lot of pride in, Ryan. Oh, yes, sir. With Coach Barry having 500 wins after this past weekend, I mean, that says enough about Southern Miss baseball in itself. Um, that's an elite club to be in. Hats off to Coach Barry and the Southern Miss baseball. Um, expectations, you know, everybody is a is a Monday Monday morning quarterback is what I like to say. And, you know, with our winning tradition in baseball, that's just what we've become accustomed to be is having high expectations. Right. No no question about it. Well, let's talk about the South Mississippi office furniture here for a few minutes. Uh, let Eagle Hour listeners know exactly what you guys do and, and how you might be of service to some of our listeners. Well, we do anything that a big box store can do. We just do it on a smaller local level. Um like I said, I'm on my way back from a delivery, so I sell, put the furniture together, um, unload the truck. Uh, we, we do everything. My brother and I, he, he's coming home after 28 years of service this Friday. He's finally retiring out of the military, so he'll be here full time. Um, so we, we keep everything small as far as operating costs so we can pass those savings on to the customer. Um, I carry everything from new and used office furniture. Um, that uh, I'm budget friendly. You come in with what you need and what your budget is, and I go to work to to make that happen for you. Any business, large or small, I would assume. Any business, large or small, there's no need to get anybody to help you plan it out. I can do that. I've got 15 years of experience in my pocket, um, and if I can't do it, I've got my vendors that are that have programs that can help me. All right. Well, tell us about your brother. This is kind of unexpected news, but it uh, sounds like a fantastic story. Uh, tell us what your brother's name is and give us a little background on him since he's going to be part of the business. My brother's Dustin Bice. He's actually co-owner of the business. He's the money man. I'm the I'm the brains. He's the bronze. I mean, I'm, I'm the brains. He's the money, I should say. I'm, I, I'm the bronze being the delivery guy. Um, he um, left out two days after he graduated high school in 1995 from west jones he's a he's a mustang just like luke is um and he's been gone for 28 years and he's finally coming home that's a great story serving his country for 28 years yes sir and his wife natasha she um she retires in august for 20 years of service as well what branch are they in 
They're both in the Army. All right. Well, good. Well, it be, be an honor to have him back here, and I know that uh, – I know that he'll be a really big addition uh, to your business. All right. Well, listen, man, we want you to know how much we appreciate you. And uh, I want you to tell our listening audience now, what are the ways they can reach uh, South Mississippi Office Furniture? You can hit us on the um, World Wide Web. We're at um, South Mississippi. That's MS instead of spelled out Mississippi, officefurniture.com. We're on Facebook, the same spelling. And then you can call us at 601-909-2614. Or they can visit you on Highway 49 right across from Hattiesburg Cycles. Yes, sir. We're at 6103 Highway 49 right across from Hattiesburg Cycles. Ryan, we appreciate you very much being involved in the Super Talk Eagle Hour, and uh, you're welcome here anytime, my friend. I appreciate it, Mr. Biden. Southern Miss to the top. Absolutely. Ryan Bice, everybody, owner of South Mississippi Office Furniture. You can probably tell the two guys escaped. They had other things that they had to do this afternoon. But uh, we're glad you stuck around, and uh, we'll look forward to tomorrow. We've got Patrick McGee from NOLA.com scheduled to talk a little Saints football with us, some NFL stuff, talk about the Golden Eagles as well. And, of course, we will review the uh, Southern Miss-Alabama baseball game. That starts, I believe, at 6 o'clock tonight. Until next time, everybody, thank you for listening. And Southern Miss to the top. Keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I wanna fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle, let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.